TED Audio Collective. You're listening to TED Health. I'm your host, Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter. Have you ever wondered why we cry? Turns out this is a uniquely human phenomenon. Crying is a natural response to a range of emotions from grief and sadness to extreme happiness, but there's evidence that it's also good for our health. In her 2020 TED at PMI talk, certified childbirth and lactation educator Kathy Mendias shares why she believes crying is a gift and encourages us to change the way our culture views tears. This show is brought to you by Schwab. With Schwab investing themes, it's easy to invest in ideas you believe in, like active lifestyle, healthy eating, wearable tech, and more. Choose from over 40 themes. Buy as is or customize the stocks in a theme to fit your goals. Learn more at schwab.com slash thematic investing. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Support for this podcast comes from The Wonderful Company. If that name doesn't sound familiar to you, you probably know the pistachios that come from this company. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Get snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. I love the various wonderful pistachio flavors. So in addition to the original flavor, I'm particularly fond of the salt and vinegar. And I keep little packets of them in my car so that I can eat and get some protein on the run. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Add a little curiosity into your routine with TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll go beyond the headlines and learn about the big ideas shaping your future. Coming up, how AI will change the way we communicate, how to be a better leader, and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. According to the American Academy of Ophthalmology, we create 15 to 30 gallons of tears a year. I am what you would call a high volume producer. Now, even though we do create less tears as we age, I figure by the time I'm 80, I will have filled up 40 average size bathtubs. Now, crying in my early years, not something I would brag about. When I was five, I thought it was a good idea to practice writing my name on the side of the house, outside the house. Mama didn't agree with me much. She handed me a toothbrush and said, here, scrub, so I did. I'd sit at the dining room table for what seemed like an eternity. I didn't want to eat my vegetables. You probably know the feeling. I'd miss all my favorite shows and cry like crazy. Crying was always associated with something bad. Fortunately, I grew up. I stopped writing on the walls, started eating my vegetables, and I entered the wonderful world of motherhood. And let me tell you, crying takes on a whole new meaning. I was nine months pregnant and I was sitting on the couch looking at the front door where my bags were packed waiting for me because I was hopeful that today would be the day. I settle in a little bit more and I think to myself, you know, we can put humans into space, but we can't seem to figure out when a baby will be born. And then I feel this pressure build up in my chest. My throat get really tight. 
and I just burst into tears. And you know what? I had no idea why. And not knowing why at the time, well, that just got me more upset. So I eventually was just upset for being upset. I took a deep breath and I let it out. Thought that would help, but no, it didn't. Then my brother walks in with his smirky grin and he says to me, what's wrong with you? I said, nothing, just leave me alone. And he did, he ran as fast as he could. And you know what I did when he left. I cried even harder. I was ashamed and embarrassed just like when I was a kid. Now, lucky for me, I only had to look at that bag sitting by the front door for another nine days, right before my expected date of delivery. And finally, my body said it was time. And after 18 hours of feeling, my body tried to expel this little human that weighed about the size of a bowling ball. And hours of pushing so hard that I thought for sure this baby was stuck. Within a heartbeat, my beautiful baby girl Jennifer entered the world. And I looked at her and she cried and then I just cried. All of that emotion and pressure that I had inside just seconds before was immediately replaced with the most joyous sense of relief that I had ever felt. And after nine months of crying over these fears and anxieties and crazy out of control hormones, that was instantaneously transformed into the deepest, most heartfelt, happiest cry of my life. And I had no control. Those really hard tears, those happy tears, those overwhelming joyful tears, they had nowhere to go but out. And it was those tears, that moment, that incredible high, that inspired me to birth three more little miracles and start to help others have their own. I became a childbirth educator and I started a whole new relationship with tears. It was early in my 30 years of teaching. I had a class touch my heart like no other. The topic for the night, emotions of pregnancy, go figure. And it was important for the class to first learn about the emotional changes and responses during pregnancy and how when we cry, it can feel like the body's trying to push out that extra emotion, almost like it's processing what it can't hold inside. Like an exhaust port for extreme feelings of sadness, joy, or even relief after days, years of anticipation of that one magical moment. It can literally feel like your body is squeezing out all that emotion in the form of water coming from our eyes, our tears. Now tears were always expected during my classes. Not mine this time, the new moms. And this night and this class, it was way different. I had just finished talking about the emotional changes of pregnancy and I went in to talk about the Couvade syndrome. Now the word Couvade comes from a French term, couvert, which means to brood, similar to birds, protecting a nest. Well, who better to protect this nest than the expecting mother's partner? Also called a sympathetic pregnancy, the Couvade syndrome is a real life phenomenon where the non-pregnant partner can take on pregnancy characteristics like mood swings, loss of sleep, weight gain, and for some, a really intense drive to do something um, new and unexpected like buy a new sports car or start a new hobby like gourmet cooking. The class usually laughs a little bit after that and 
That's it. We end the night, but it didn't end there. When I finished my sentence, this big, burly father-to-be stands up, and I thought for sure he was leaving. But instead, in a really gruff, commanding way, he says, all right, you guys, how many of you have cried during this thing? You know her pregnancy. I scanned the class to make sure everybody was okay. They were fine. They were just very intent on what was going to happen next. And then one gentleman raises his hand and says, I have. And then another. And the stories just flowed. Even this really quiet gal, she was the fiance of one of the expecting moms. She looks at her and she says, see, I told you my crying was normal too. The class connected. They validated each other. And we all walked away with a new respect for the non-pregnant partners that night. For me, that solidified my passion to embrace those tears. Then it got better. On the last night of that same six-week class, one of the expecting moms came up to me. She asked to talk to me privately, and I said, of course. And we went into the corner, and she says, I need to thank you for saving my relationship. I let her go on and she tells me that her husband was considering leaving her over her mood swings, out of control crying, and his turmoil and anger over this pregnancy. But he didn't leave. She went on to tell me that they realize now it's okay to cry. And he had told her that when he cries, he doesn't feel as angry. Wow. Not only did crying bring my class together, it kept that couple together. And you know, his comment about anger was really, really intriguing to me. So I looked around, did some research, and sure enough, Dr. Orrin Hassan, an evolutionary psychologist, he had some theories about when tears blur our vision, it really has the ability to sometimes reduce our ability to react to that anger. But the tears weren't the anger. They were more like the release valve. And though many of us, we try to keep those tears inside. But letting them out really may be the better move. Keeping them inside can amplify our feelings of anger or sadness. And while we're releasing those tears, our hormones inside, they're on high alert. And we know this because of Dr. William Frey, a biochemist, He found that inside of our emotional tears, not our everyday like yawning tears, but our emotional tears, there's high concentrations of stress hormones and leucine and kephalins, which easier on my tongue is endorphins. And while our stress hormones are helping our bodies out, our endorphins, those feel-good chemicals, they're helping to act as a pain reliever to boost our mood. Now, who wouldn't want that? There are two triggers for the release of endorphins for most of us. Stress and pain. And for a woman giving birth, experiencing both stress and pain, endorphins, they are a gift. As the labor progresses, those endorphins will rise to help her with a potentially long labor. As a result, the mom is better able to cope and she can feel more alert and almost euphoric after the birth. Crying is just awesome. I wish there was a bigger word. Crying offers us an opportunity for physical relief, 
for intimacy between two individuals, and ultimately, it promotes physical and mental well-being. And as an expression of our most intense interior human experiences, there is no need to be embarrassed, no need to be ashamed, and no need to run away. We need to have a healthy relationship with crying and change the way we view tears. We see them as overwhelming and scary and confusing when they're really beautiful, soothing, and reassuring. They're not to be seen as some screeching alarm bell that something is wrong, but rather a natural functionality of our amazing bodies. Crying is as essential to me as breathing. And now, if I'm caught crying on that couch by my wonderful husband, who has had to learn way more about crying than he ever wanted to, he doesn't run away. He'll ask me why I'm crying, and I'll let him know I just need my release. He'll take my hand, and you know what I'll do. I will let it all out, and then I'm going to sink into that deep sense of intimacy and extraordinary sense of relief that only my tears can bring. Thank you. You're growing a business, and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Support for this show comes from Brooks. I've really gotten in a running this year, so I have to tell you about the Ghost 16 from Brooks, because this shoe is kind of a game changer. I found the cushioning to be next level comfortable. It's incredibly soft, yet surprisingly lightweight. It's literally comfortable every time my foot hits the pavement. The Ghost 16 from Brooks isn't just a shoe for me. It's a daily boost for my runs. Visit brooksrunning.com to learn more.